Hello. Hello, and welcome to How's My Fringe. My name is Josh Foister. And I'm Lata Papola. And this week, we return to reviewing. Woo, 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 woo. How has this happened? Um, basically, we've decided that, you know, it it has gone on a lot longer and will probably go on a lot longer than we anticipated. Um, and to keep our brains working we're gonna yeah. we're gonna start watching the stuff that's online and talking about it not reviewing it per se but just having a conversation about what we've yeah. seen online i think that's really well said what what uh what's out there yeah. so I, be- week- I believe in this situation i believe by a saying i like to live by which is in any situation you have to learn to adopt adapt and improve i think i might have mentioned that previously on the podcast I but i stand have. by it yeah i think you have and that's but, what we're doing. Yeah, you know, we've got to adopt it, adapt it. And and uh, what was it? Adopt, adapt. You got to adopt, adapt, and improve. Improve. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see about that one. But adopting and adapting—that <laughs> we are doing. <laughs> um, Would you like to go first this week? Oh, I think I'll go second because yours is like a play, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, All so right, yeah, so. yeah. Go on. So I, so I watched Seawall, which was by written by Simon Stevens, uh, directed by Andrew Porter and Simon Stevens, and it was performed by Andrew Scott. Now this was saying that like it's only a one man show, and they did like a film version of it, which is literally the same as the stage version, and it's not that long. It's not as long as you think. It's only like half an hour or like forty minutes. It's like it's not long at all, and um. Yeah, I decided to watch that because it was something that well, I remember when it came out. Like, I'm a re- I love Andrew Scott anyway, and I'm a huge Simon Stevens fan. So, like, I was really buzzed to watch it, but obviously never got around to it. And now I have, and I can say, out of all the stuff that I have watched online recently, I personally think this is up there one of my favourite things I've watched. I think purely for the sense, the reason I loved it so much was because it felt like it was actually made, I mean, it was made as a, as a short film, do you know what I mean? And that's what I felt I was watching. I was watching something that was a play and is now a film and it's being spoken directly to me. And I think that mm. was the thing about it that was just so refreshing. It was, because it literally is, it's set in like, it's just what it's just him in, the, in a room. It's like an art room, studio, flat sort of thing. Was it, it was it filmed during lockdown or is it a recording from before lockdown? Uh, I no, I think it was filmed before mm. before the lockdown. I believe I might be wrong on there. I might be wrong, but my my gut instinct something is that it was already filmed before and then they've released it now. But there's like, no, uh, there's really, no like, live this. audience there. No, no, no. It was done as oh. a, like an original play, and then then I, they did this. They did this mm. short film of it after but it's That's like cool. it's quality like it's i mean i like i said i'm a huge fan of simon stevens and the way he writes is just so like he has this great way i love about simon stevens is the way that he like he drags you in like he take he drags you into the start and he makes you feel like you're going on this one journey of this thing and then at some point it just flips you just get completely tr- like chucked away into a different avenue and you're like, oh my god! And then the whole half that you've watched before, then you go, oh my god, that wasn't what you were saying at all. And your complete idea of what you was watching completely changes. And it's and obviously it's Andrew Scott, so it's it, it's it's just it's like it's an orgasm for the ears. I think is the one way to describe <laughs> it. It really is like you can just listen to him for 
hours. You've got such a lovely, even if you're saying something horrifically sad or terrifying, it's still just like, it's so ooh, lovely. That's really nice. What? Where did you watch that? Uh, it's just on YouTube. It's just on YouTube you can get it. YouTube. You literally just That's type right. in Seawolf, Simon Stevens, and then it's just the first one up there. I, I, I keep thinking, because so many of them are just on YouTube now. And they like mm-hmm. link you towards it. When you type it in, you set up that you think it's going to be like some dodgy pirate copy. <laughs> like you think it's going to be one of those yeah, ones that like somebody's is. somebody's yeah. like tucked it in in a, in a newspaper. To go <laughs> on it. Yeah, and you're like slinking around with your laptop. Like what? No, I'm not. I'm not watching the National Theater show on my laptop right now on YouTube. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> and do you know one one comment i've got to say because out of all the things i've watched all the things i've watched online right do you know one thing that i i only twinked to today and it suddenly came to me as a thought and i don't know what your thoughts are on this do you find it weird right when you watch something that's recorded that's in a theater yeah yeah do you find it weird that they also record the, the clapping and the bows what do you mean? Like, I, I there was certain about it. I went, oh yeah. Why am I? Why am I watching this bit? <laughs> it was really surreal because I was like, after I watched any, well, after I watch anything at home, whether it be theatre or not, when you when the show's finished, it's it's finished. Like I'm not there. To, I'm not there physically uh... to be able to clap. Like I'm not clapping in my house room. Do you know what I mean? Like. I'm not. I'm not going to suddenly stand up like it's a Thursday at eight o'clock. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just, <laughs> it, it, like the show's finished. I, I don't, and it's really weird because then you sit there and then you watch. You're not there in the moment, but you're watching a load of people that you don't know clapping the people on stage, and you're like, I don't really know how to feel at this point. I don't know. Don't well, you're just standing. supposed to feel like like you would during any applause. You're just like, okay, nice, well done. But it's something a bit weird about it when it's done. <laughs> I think I think obviously it's there because it it gives you the idea, especially when it is a recorded live performance, because it gives you the feeling of actually being there and having that real experience. But something about it for me just feels really odd when they get to the clapping in the bells because I'm just like I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing right now. I'm I'm just glad it's to like be the here. credits. It's just like the credits because theater doesn't have like a rolling credits at the end. You just get some people stood on stage and some claps. So do you clap at the end of a film? What? Well, no, but that's because... Exactly. (laughs) No, but that's because, well, yeah, okay, I see, I understand. Well, but wouldn't it be if you were watching a theatre performance on YouTube and at the end of it, they just cut to black and you didn't see the actors come out and clap? I would feel weird about that. Yeah, very true but i feel like i had this decision when it finished and they all started clapping i i don't know i went okay i can close it now but then i felt bad that i was going to close it because they were still clapping and i was like what what am i doing right now <laughs> it's no one knows if i close it nobody even knows if i finished it or not like what difference does it make if i watch it to the end of the claps it's you know i would it's making me think now and i would absolutely love to just clap just clap more in life. That will be the new trend, won't it? Yeah, because I think I think if I watched a really nice film, I do want to clap at the end of it. I have sometimes clapped at the not like, but like a, you know, oh, a patronizing to a, clap. To a, <laughs> not a patronizing, like when you see something that's like so good, you're just like, wow, you know, it's like 
Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Clapping in itself is just weird, though. Has that has that been a thing yet on social media? I feel like I might. I feel like that's got to be a thing where people have watched because they always do like an announcement, like when any of the theaters are doing their thing. They always have like an official tonight at seven thirty. It's the first first time it's going to be on of whatever, whatever. Do you know what I, mean? I wonder if there's ever been one where they go like, send us pictures of you clapping at the bows after. Like I, <laughs> I, I'm sure there's be been funny. people who have done that. Or if That's not, it's definitely funny. going to be a trend. Can we, can we start that? I mean, I do wanna... you know what? Now I've said it, I think it's genius. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> Actually, that... the people that send in or like to, to, when they treat yeah. that show, they treat them clapping at the end as if it's the bow. Oh my God, I think we've hit something. <laughs> Josh, we've really hit something. Well, you have to cut this whole bit out because this is something we need to do for Catalyst. That's brilliant. Oh, that's that, so good. Nice. Get them involved now. Get them all going like, oh, this is genius. Yeah, and then yeah, we yeah. like, hashtag Catalyst in the cloud. Is that what we're saying? Oh, know. my God. Yeah. That's great. If you're listening to this podcast uh, and you want to see our shows in Catalyst in the cloud, make sure to send us a video of yourself clapping. I am 100%. As soon as you finish this, that's, that is, that's going yeah, out. I'm doing that. That's great. That's brilliant. Well done. Um, let me talk about my thing now, and then you of course, can of course. go and be on our way. <laughs> so, I didn't watch a show. Oh, no. Oh, everything's fine. Um, I didn't watch a show this uh, week. Instead, I watched... So, the King's Head Theatre, we've talked about them before. They are doing a weekly thing where every week, from Monday to Friday at 1pm, they do a street, a live stream for 30 minutes on their Facebook and their Instagram and every week it's different, every day it's different, um, and every week is a different theme. This week's theme is accessibility um, and inclusivity. And so on Mondays they do Instagram takeovers where instead of the King's Head Theatre doing their live stream, um, it's a different company does it, a different theatre company does it. Um, And this week the theatre company was The Upsetters, And it was Marcus Bernard who was doing the takeover and just having a chat for 30 minutes about the stuff that he and his company do. Um, He's the artistic director of The Upsetters. Um, And it was fascinating. It was, it really made me feel, I thought at the beginning uh, of of all of this, Mm. when everyone went into live streaming on Instagram and Facebook, I was like, I don't know. It's not the same. I don't know how I feel about this, yada, yada, yada. But now, like today, it was brilliant. It was just, you're sat there and you've got this person with so much knowledge about what they're talking about and about their theater. It's like having a lecture, just having a private lecture um, with someone telling you about their work. And the work he was discussing was very important. So basically, the Upsetters are a theater company that he made um, at the age of 32, um, or really? older because up yeah because up until that point he was he worked in tech he worked in um he was like he worked in like technical support for some events company um and then at 32 just decided that uh he he wanted to you know see more people of color in theater and yeah um one of his main points was that he didn't want it to be uh, one of the stories he told was that he used to send his um, writing in for like scratch nights and stuff. And um, if he didn't specify, if, if it was just a play about, you know, romance or something like that, um, yeah. they would tell him that they couldn't find 
a black actor to read it. So so it would have to be read by a white character. But every time his plays had something to do with race and like the that race was like the intrinsic part of the play, they always managed to find a black actor to read the role. So he was like, um, how does that work? How does it work that, you know, if it has to happen, it can, but if it doesn't have to happen, then it's just overlooked. Yeah. Uh, so he created the company to kind of create um, art for people of color, by people of color, um, to make it more accessible and inclusive for uh, working class creatives, um, and in general, just make it more accessible. And like, in, like the general gist of it is to question and go against the kind of white middle class grain of the industry. Yeah. So it's all very cool stuff. And he was talking about it and it was, it was actually, I really enjoyed the fact that it was Instagram live because it was, you know, it. So accessible though, for everyone to be able to watch. Exactly. It, but... It's so accessible. And even though there's that separation um, of a screen, like at any point I could ask a question. He was answering people's questions that people were just commenting as they were watching. Um, and like a conversation builds and, and that's just, you know, I do think that COVID is showing us just how accessible it can be. Yeah. I think, I think the, the thing is about those sort of chats as well is that they're the sort of people that they have in these chats, which is why it's so amazing, is that they're the sort of people where at some point you would want to be able to speak to that person anyway exactly. and be able to hear their opinion and know what they've got to say and ask them questions and all that sort of jazz. So the fact that, like, now it's like, and the thing, I've always had this obsession with sort of like the idea of attainability, like things mm-hmm. that are attainable and unattainable and why we view them as that and how they can not be that and stuff like that. So, I, and I think, yeah, you're completely right. Things that have mean, those sort of people sometimes seem unattainable. I'm never going to speak to yeah, them. Getting older. And you forget, even in general life, like I think people forget that like people do want, like are happy yeah. to speak to anyone, are happy to help anyway. But this has proved to be more that they are completely attainable and they are completely there to be able to like to help if they're if if you're nice about it anyway. Yeah, I just think it's it's, that's the fascinating brilliant. thing. Because something about writing an email to someone is scary. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like writing an email to someone is just a little bit much. But watching them on Instagram Live and writing a comment um, during the live stream that they can respond to in real time. It's just so easy and there and personable. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. was a really, really pleasant experience. And I'm definitely going to be doing that again over the like as this continues. I, I, I watched a couple of things before as well. Um, there is always obviously the, the issue of like internet connection and stuff. And my internet connection isn't very good. But, um, you know, if you if you can get past that, if you're able to get past that, that is just a great thing to do so the king's head uh theater is doing that on their instagram every single monday through to friday at 1 p.m for half an hour and it is fantastic um just just some of the things that marcus said today that really struck out to me Mm. um i took some notes um so he was talking about kind of to like conclude the thing he was talking about um whether like what's wrong in the industry and like what it is that we need to change and um he was talking about the things that are wrong and some of the things he said were the fact that you know he was talking about his own work and that 
a lot of times at the end of projects, he's the only one who hasn't been paid as the producer. And that in general, in this industry, people are expected to do so much work without pay, which is obviously a massive thing that needs to be addressed because it is work. Like, yes. And I think also during this time, people recognize just how much the entertainment industry is worth because it is the industry that's like upkeeping people's morals, upkeeping, you know, entertainment, to, things to do during during the day. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. It's very, one thing we're very fortunate about, which I mean, we've managed to adapt yeah. to be able to have that much available to us during this time. Definitely. Then he also mentioned about how um, a lot of times people are talking about diversity in theatre and, and you know, people of colour in theatre and stuff, but it's not enough and, and how plays are now diverse and everything's diverse and yada, yada, yada. And he was saying how it's not enough to have black actors play roles that have to be black actors, you know? Like, it's not enough to have a woman in a hijab just play the, you know, Muslim lady in whatever context like it has to be beyond that it has to be characters that don't have to have people of color playing them but that do have people of color playing them because it is the representation that just you know you don't like you you're not a plot point you yeah you you have like it's just representing what is what exists in society you know yeah no, no, you're completely right. So I like, um, so that was interesting to listen to. And then another thing he said, and this just, as soon as he said this, I just had to like write it down because I had never thought of it. But he was talking about how there must be something wrong with the industry because begging for money is literally in the structure of it. So the fact, and what he meant by that was not begging, wow. begging, but but asking Ace for money that is essentially like asking like for charity is part of the structure of how we create art that is so true oh my god and that and like that shouldn't be the case you know yeah yeah, yeah. like we structure it as, we structure it as though it's like the money is the money is exactly. just part of the job rather than actually the pro- that is part of the problem the fact that we have be. to beg for that exactly. money and exactly. barter for it yeah because, yeah because ace is fantastic ace is great um it's you know it allows for so much work to be created and it allows for everything to work the way it was and it's just a fantastic way to get support for your projects however the fact that like you basically have to have an ace application to create work means that you have to take all these boxes and they're not obviously a lot of the times they're they're boxes that exist for a reason and that you know need to be ticked but sometimes you just want to create work for the sake of creating work like we not every single piece we create has to be about whatever ace thinks is important for like today you know 
Yeah, because this is the thing, like important, like an important piece of work doesn't necessarily have to be something that has like some sort of cultural shift within it. And it doesn't exactly. have to be something that has some sort of like deep political message or anything like that. Sometimes theatre is there because it is just there for pure enjoyment. Exactly. Like people need, I know that obviously exactly. you can argue, oh, there has to be other layers to everything. It's like, yeah, naturally, that's how shows work. But a show can also be there because people just want to enjoy themselves and enjoy whether, do you know what I mean? Like when people put like, say, our community is so important in our in our thing. Well, sometimes that community just wants joy. Like that is yeah. the pure, that's the essence of it sometimes. And I think that's, that's so true. Absolutely. So true that some of the, that, that is saying that gets forgetting about when it comes to yeah. things like that. And, and like, yeah. And just the fact that we as creatives get taught that, you know, if you want, if you want funding to create work, you have to like go on Grantium and fill out pages and pages and, describe why your work is worth making you know why can't it just be worth making because it it you know in yourself that it's something that needs to be said you know why do you have to prove things with data points and stuff and and it's yeah it really made me think it really made me think that is really i've never i've never thought of it in in that way i've never thought of it though it's just very it's a really it's a very. It's also. I think it sounds bad, but I think it is quite a good way of thinking about it because yeah. it makes you gives you a lot more of a perspective on actually what you're, yeah. what you're yeah. doing, what you're asking for. And, oh, and because genius, yeah. And so that yeah. And so there is something wrong if the industry yeah. puts that at the core of it. And yeah. Ugh, yeah food for thought, uh, thought just to clear, just to, just to end up for that as well we're not saying there's anything wrong with arts council as such we love arts no, council very very much and they do do a lot of great things for for culture obviously in this country like we all know that however we are begging <laughs> more. More. And, and like it's also like arts council should never go away absolutely not but also arts council needs to be funded more and like the fact that the the funding for arts is so low that we all have to end up going to the same through the same um kind of you know motions and and asking the same people for money all the time yeah. that is part of that Ugh. yeah that's great that was that was great that was real passion i loved that i really really digged that <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i felt great watching it um the talk today and yeah, I, I really wish the Upsetters the absolute best with the work they create. Um, I know they were going to do a writer's, um, kind of a writer's group with, I forgot what theater now, uh, with the Roundhouse, but that fell through because of Corona. But I do hope they get that running at some point because those thoughts are some great thoughts to be explored. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'll definitely go. So I haven't actually. It's one of the things I haven't got around to doing yet. I haven't watched any of the King's Head chats, but I definitely, definitely need to because there's been yeah. so many that I've been like, ah, oh, I really want to, really want to watch that. And just haven't. But I'm definitely. And it, and it's just half an hour of your day, and it's so worth it because you just come away, and then you've done that. Also, you've done that in the day, yeah. and you're like, oh, I did this. This was nice. Anyway, do you find that like the short snippet things are actually a lot more like, yeah, appealing, which is so strange considering we have more time now. We have more yeah. time, but yet shorter things are what sort of work a lot better i find anyway i find i find it's because when you go to the for like full length plays when you go to the theater you're like at the theater and you're yeah. ready to watch this play yeah it's experience as well as down, what you're doing, yeah. 
and like there's no distractions you're just there in the play um whereas at home you know it's home so very true but still thank you to everyone who puts up their work so we can watch it because yes yes God. thank you all everyone. thank everyone in the industry yeah i feel like yeah but thank you everyone who has thank you everyone done everything really take care of yourselves yes and and also thank you to the people that haven't managed to create anything in this time because that's not bad yes you know, absolutely no one no one knew this was going to happen no one could have anticipated it and it was never part of any structure of our education that was like hey also this is how you stay productive during a global pandemic so it's okay to take a break yeah maybe yeah like it's okay yeah, it's fine. fine at the end of the day we're not like you said this isn't something we were we, we thought it was going to happen and i think it's fine to take time to like reflect or like if you haven't mm. got motivation yet like the motivation will come same as it does when you're out there at some point motivation comes to you it's the same it's the same now motivation will come you can't force it if you force yeah. it then you're doing it it's the wrong wrong starting point ah <laughs> uh, yeah there we go that is there we go that's, that's, that's for this our week. first online review um both very positive um next week we're going to be reviewing the uh barbershop what's it barbershop, barbershop chronicles barbershop chronicles uh from national theater home um which is on their youtube account i do believe that they only hold those plays up for a week so if you haven't managed to watch it um, and you want to listen to us talk about it after having watched it, watch it this week, and we'll talk about it next Tuesday. Yes, yes, yes. But until that time, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, should we do a, sh- a very quick life advice? <laughs> I forgot we did these. Do you want to do yeah. one? <laughs> I mean, what what life advice are we giving people? What are we going to give them this time? Go on, go on. Yeah, I'm more than happy to. I'm more. I'm more oh, than happy no, to give you yeah, advice. Go on. What do you want to do? Well, I didn't even think about oh, it. But... Make your own bread. So easy. So easy. So satisfying. Yeah, that's a great bit of advice. Um, my my life advice. Honestly, I've got so many like bits and bobs for. For that I've like done it, I've gone, oh yeah, that's actually quite, I've never thought of that, that's really good. I think I'm going to start easy though, and just say while you've got this time, pick up a few recipes that you have not done before, because my yeah. god, it is so satisfying when you do that. Yeah. Like, until this yeah. lockdown, I'd never cooked a risotto. How stupid is that? Really? Never cooked a risotto. Now, I can't get enough of them. <laughs> Amazing. Again, how bougie do I sound? (laughs) (laughs) All right. That is us. That is Um, us. But take care of yourself. Stay safe, everyone. And see you next week. Big love. Bye. Bye.